We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Burks, 86% from the line. Clutch free throws there, and that should do it. As the Knicks go up by four with 3.9 remaining. Inbounds goes to Alex Lynn, throws it to Matthews. Matthews launches it up, and that'll do it. Knicks with one of their great fourth quarters of the season. Leon Rose fired up. Second best comeback of the season as they sweep the season series against the Wizards with a spectacular fourth quarter. I love this team. I love this fucking team. I love them. I love them. So much fun. Oh, goodness gracious. How do we win that game? How do we win that game? How? How? I ask you. How do we win that game? We do not. The New York Knickerbockers. Going back, I don't care how many years you want to go back. It's been a while. We don't win that game. Other teams win that game. We don't win that game. Come out playing like, you know, what's the expression? Uh, dog shit on a cracker or something? Is that? I'm sure somebody correct me. And just, but you know what? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let me say a couple of things. One, if that was a real team, they would have been down by 30 in the first half. But... Say what you want. It is who it is. It was the team on the schedule. And the NBA, you know, doing these back-to-back with the home team uh, facing the same team twice in a row, only swept 15 out of 60 coming into this series. Now it's 16 out of 61. So how you doing? Um, They were still in the game because they didn't, like, there was still an effort there. Execution, completely gone. Um, shot making, they were shooting under 30%, I think, in the first half of this game. Uh, you know, sloppiness, easily the sloppiest half that they've played um, all year. Between Barrett and and uh, Julius Randle, the two of them were, I, what were they, five for 30, six for 30, something like that? Insane. 
Um, and yet they were still in it because they didn't let go of the rope. There were moments where they could let go, let go of the rope and they didn't let go of the rope. Come out third quarter, still nothing really. And then the fourth, what do you want? I mean, who do we start with? I feel like the ch- it's all RJ in the chat. I feel like I feel like we had to start with RJ. So here's New York's quarters, by the way, for the game. Here's their quarters. 20 point first quarter, 25 point second quarter, 22 point third quarter, 39 point fourth quarter. And let's just go ahead and read his stat line right now. 24 points. How RJ Barrett ended up scoring more points than shots he took? Oh my God. Actually, I'll tell you how he did it because he hit two threes and he got to the line. 11 times, 11 times. I shameless plug, shameless plug, shameless plug. Hey, Spencer, first time, long time. I'm sure you are shameless plug for uh, the Knicks film school newsletter. Um, I detailed something. I don't know. The days are all running together um, earlier this week where I went through how basically ever since RJ Barrett said that comment um, in the zoom interview, about someone asked him why he wasn't shooting as many free throws. And R.J. Barrett answered, I'm not forcing it as much at the rim. Well, guess what? Since then, R.J. Barrett's shooting a shit ton of free throws. And it's not because he's forcing it at the rim. It's because he's finally displaying the level of patience and savvy and all that veteran know-how that we kind of, when he was at Duke, you were like, there's an outline for this guy that's going to walk into the league from day one and display you know, this kind of old man game and it's going to work for him. Um, someone says, how do I get the newsletter? Just go to my Twitter account, JC Macri NBA. There's a link right there. First super chat comment from Wixel Metellus. RJ getting the ball more in general was a big help. Playing with Peyton puts such a cap on RJ. We're going to talk about Alfred Peyton in a bit, but I have to stay positive for a little while. So um, all of a sudden now, if you go back, I want to say maybe the last six, seven, eight games, something around there. Um, RJ Barrett's free throw attempts have gone up massively. Um, and it's because you're starting to see him figuring out how to use his size and strength to his advantage. Um, there are just not a lot of guys with his ability to handle the ball and the handle has come a long way. Um, his ability to make the outside shot because, Hey, that's a real thing now. His passing instinct, and oh my God, for all of the times he got to the line, for all the shots he made, um, he made a couple passes in this game, and he's been making a lot of passes, not a lot of passes, but a few passes every game, which make you go, oh, boy, that looks like a secondary creator on a really good team. Um, he was the star of the night. I mean, there's no other way to say it. Uh, ended up with uh, his final stat line was 24-10-5, only the second time he's achieved 20-10-5 uh, in his career. He did it earlier against uh, Atlanta this season. And you know what? It was necessary because this was a night where Julius Randle didn't have it. Julius Randle ended up with 13 points, nine rebounds, um, four, four assists, five of 16 from the field. 41 minutes for RJ. Like, my God. I just, I don't know what else you want to say about him. He has, he's arrived. This is him. He's a future all-star. Um, it's it's an exciting time to be a Nick fan. And it's mostly because of this kid. Uh, RJ must, uh, Jonathan Benton, RJ must have given a call to his boy Iggy at the half. We're going to talk about the trades today. Let me just talk about this game for a little bit. Um, RJ Plowd, RJ has it. I don't know what it is, but he has it and he knows he has it. You're right. James Lee, uh, Burks only scores when we are ahead or losing up. 
I'm talking about Alec Burks next. One more super chat comment. Thank you guys for the super chat comments. Got to celebrate this. As soon as we were within 11 with that RJ putback, I knew Washington was in trouble. Our guys never quit. I love the, I love I love the team too. It's in, at this point the conversation is simple. I, I you know I God, I was I was 17 for the 99-2000 team and I had my attention elsewhere. I remember the playoffs, but my attention was elsewhere as a as a teenage boy. So I don't remember that team that well. I don't remember that team as being particularly lovable. Um, I feel like the conversation this century is basically just this team and the 2012-13 team. And that's it. Um, you want to give me Lynn Sanity? That was two weeks. Um, it's those two teams. And this team is different because this team, that team, the 2012-13 team, had all the talent in the world. Like, once they got rolling, we were like, oh, shit, this is for real. This team, this team is different. This team is just every time they go out, there's a part of you in your Nick fan brain that's like, shit, is this the night the other shoe falls off? Is this the night that we get exposed as frauds? And so every time they do something great, it makes you love them that much more. And they fight and they fight and they fight and they just don't give in. And it's great to see. Um, I got a couple other comments in the super, super chat that I'm, uh, I'm going to hold on one sec here to CT Pittman, man, CT Pittman. We have a few patron saints of the, uh, of the chat here. And, uh, you are most certainly one of them as Spencer sends me a picture of me on the, his TV in his apartment. Um, CT Pittman, we all, we all see, we play better without Peyton on the floor. Why doesn't Tibbs see it? Tibbs sees it. Um, I'm convinced Tib sees it. Uh, again, I'll get to Peyton. I have to stay positive for a little bit. Dan Elsinot, serve the crow on RJ's behalf. Again, I got to mail away for a, a mail order crow um, just so I can have it here. It's gonna. I'm going to put it right on top of my Walt Frazier basketball. I don't know if you guys can see it. There's my Walt Frazier basketball right under my Ewing picture. Um, Brian Carter, the level of poise, strength, and athleticism in his deceleration. Thank you. The change of pace is a wonderful thing to witness. On that and one is something special. RJ Bully. That's a good nickname. Uh, Wixel Metellus. RJ reminds me of Jimmy Butler. I mean, how could he not at this point? If he improves the three-point shooting, I think he could reach Paul Pierce levels. Look, I said it in my newsletter uh, a week ago or a week and a half ago. I think he's he's kind of a cross between Butler and Pierce in terms of his ceiling. Is there a, a, still a very significant chance he never elevates himself to Butler or Pierce levels? Absolutely. Those guys are... Hall of Fame players, um, you know, Paul Pierce, you could argue he's a top six or seven Celtic of all time. Jimmy Butler's Jimmy Butler. Is RJ going to necessarily be that? I, I don't know, and I don't really care. But if he is in that mold, that's what we care about. And he is absolutely in that mold. Uh, Michael Aaron, you're too generous, man. I, I, can't, I can't thank you enough. One, I'm getting a Taj jersey. I had the same fucking thought when I was watching this game. I'm like, I have not bought a jersey in 20 years, more than 20 years. I want to get a Taj Gibson jersey. Because that dude just battles. There's, there's so many guys that I, I want to talk about. Um, love seeing in pep talk RJ in the third. Good good call. When Burks and Bullock don't play, you see how much their impact is missed. Hannibal Miles in the Super Chat. IQ made some great strides in being a dependable point guard down the stretch. Thank you for saying that, Hannibal. I was going to save my quickly discussion for a little bit from now, but I'll say it now. First of all, his every one of his three-pointers seems huge. Because they all seem to come at a time when the team is dead in the water and just needs points so desperately. And it happened tonight. Quickly's three was the first three that they hit. Um, his pass to his pass underneath the basket was a good one. I think that was his last assist, but quickly's pass to the corner. 
That's point guard shit right there. And you all know which one I'm talking about. He drove the lane, kicked out to the, the, the left corner. I think it was Burks over there. Burks hit the three. Huge shot. Um, and, again, this all it all funnels back to the same discussion. What the fuck are we doing with Alfred Payton on the court? I get it. We're, um, we're going to get there. Um, what else we got here? Delsky. So much in the Super Chat. Thank you, guys. Feeling good after that win. So on a funny note, I'm here thinking, how many trades did Payton deny using his claws? <laughs> Oh, boy. You know, I didn't think of that. I didn't think of the fact that he they could have agreed to a deal for him and, and he would have denied it. That's a scary thought. Let's hope that that didn't happen. Tim Kim, we saw Randall playing on one leg. The Other than the last two shots, do you think we got a preview of this Knicks squad without Randall? Um, I mean, Randall, you know, he got hurt. He got bumped in the leg. I mean, it is what it is. Um, I don't want a preview of the Knicks squad without Randall. I like Randall. Luke Shimon, double dose of Macri today. Yes, double dose of Macri. Uh, lube me the hell up, baby. Yes. Tyler Harrow gives me hepatitis A, B, and C. Couldn't hold Rowan's jock, no cap. That If that's not the comment of the uh, year, I don't know what is. And finally, finally for right now, RJ, uh, Darius McLean. I'm so glad RJ Barrett's a New York Nick. Okay, let's talk really quick um, about Alec Burks because we've been talking – for a while we haven't mentioned uh his name tonight he played 33 uh, almost 34 minutes he was 8 of 18 from the field got to the free throw line 11 times had six rebounds um no assists he's, he's not an assist type of guy 27 points one of the reasons why i was not terribly disappointed that this team didn't get um evan fournier one, because I value second-round picks, and I don't think good teams throw away second-round picks on, on guys that aren't going to make a material difference. And I don't think Evan Fortier would have made a material difference because you're you're uh, you're you're just taking you know shots away from uh, Bullock or or um, Burks. But more than that, Alec Burks could do some stuff, and I love it. Um, Greg Film stuff says. Obi not looking at the basket drives me insane. I know he wants to be on a team. Uh, he wants to be a team player, but we were playing four on five on offense when he's on the court, and I don't think he understands that he's hurting the team by not being aggressive. Got to take a sip before I comment on that because Obi Toppin's lost. He is in the wilderness. He's in the woods. He doesn't have a flashlight. I don't even think he packed a bag. I think he is running low on foodstuffs. Um, you know, maybe he's missing his girl at home. He's just lost. He's lost. Um, the question, I think, is how much do we put long-term into the fact that he's lost right now? And thank you for the contribution, Greg Filmstuff, um, because he's still a rookie. And it's one thing if we're like, it's year two or year three, it's year one. Didn't have a real training, didn't have an extended training camp, didn't really have a preseason. It was rushed. Not going to bury dirt on the kid. Not yet. Soon, if this keeps up, but not yet. Um, Harry Donor, thank you so much for your contribution. I mean, everybody, all you guys who make these contributions, these generous, generous contributions into the chat are just like, um, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Wixilis Metellus, this team just doesn't quit. Even when I'm ready to turn the game off, they play so hard for each other. I also saw a couple of things from Obi I liked tonight. On defense, I did. On defense, I saw a couple of things I liked tonight. He had those couple of steals, which was just fantastic. Um, 
let's see. Did I miss anything else? I don't think I missed anything else. I want to make sure I try. If I if I missed anybody in the super chat, um, I apologize. It's coming fast and furious tonight. Um, let's go ahead and do a couple more things on this game. Um, and oh wait, no, here we go. We got two more. Chris Lubin. Glad Tibbs went with the best five down the stretch. He usually does. Mitch was bad on D tonight. Elf is just terrible, and Frank wasn't doing anything out there. Uh, agree on Frank. Frank did not have a great game. Uh, we're gonna about we're about to talk about Alfred and Mitch. I actually thought Mitch had a good game. I thought he was active on the offensive glass, but I think this is the type of game where Tibbs is going with the higher ceiling guy, as opposed or sorry, the higher floor guy, as opposed to the higher ceiling guy. We all know that Mitchell Robinson is the highest ceiling center on the Knicks. But Taj Gibson, I would argue, is the highest floor center on the Knicks. And he and Tibbs knows what he's going to get. And in a game like this, against a team like that, I play the high floor guy. And he did. And it worked out. Zolo J, during this game, these guys showed so much heart. And we're going to need more of it coming down the stretch of the season because some of these teams in the East got better after the deadline. Yes. Teams got better. Did the Celtics get better? Yes. Did the Heat get better? Probably. Um, I'm not so sure. Oladipo's been that bad. We're gonna. I'm gonna save my thoughts on the trade deadline for a few minutes from now. Um, but I don't think the Knicks care about like. I don't think any team in the East got materially better in a way that should significantly change how the Knicks view the rest of the season. And this will bleed into my trade deadline thoughts. But generally speaking, I think that's, you know, what happens. C.T. Pittman again, my God. When the Knicks win, we all win. Damn skippy, C.T. I feel, I mean, my wife wins because, you know what, my wife was like, it's great to see, um, it's great to see you happy which I always feel bad about because it makes me feel like I don't ever smile around here unless the Knicks win, which is not true, by the way. I smile sometimes. My wife would tell you otherwise, but I do. Um, I just smile a lot more when the Knicks win. Um, anyway, uh, Kevin Carey, extend Alec Burks. What do we want to pay Alec Burks? Do you think we'll get Alec Burks for three years, $20 million? It feels a little light. It feels a little light. Although Lou Williams got three for – 24 not long ago um alec burks has a little williams to him you know except better defense um not as good on offense um i don't know three for 20 three for 23 something like that i i want i want him around i want alec, alec burks around um we also somewhere between three for 20 and, and three for uh 20 25 who is this in the chat macri didn't smile from 2013 to 2020 um no cap. Uh, Red Rich, defund Alfred Payton. Let's talk about Alfred Payton. Um, actually, no. Real, one more thing. I want to talk. No, I'm going to save quickly. I'm going to save quickly. I guess I know. I already talked about quickly. He, he made some great passes. He was good. Okay. Um, defund Alfred Payton. Alfred Payton played tonight how many minutes? Um, he was played 21 minutes, three for eight from the field for eight points, keeping up his his long-standing tradition of not scoring more points than field goal attempts that he takes. Unbelievable, uh, this fucking guy. He had, oh, four turnovers. Four, 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 four turnovers for Alfred Payton. Two, oh, zero assists for Alfred Payton. Um, 
look, uh, again, shameless plug for the newsletter. I wrote it today. Uh, who taught me no cap? You know who taught me no cap. Um, shameless plug for the newsletter. I went through it today. There are there are a lot of reasons why Alfred Payton is bad. I think if you're looking for evidence, you're going to want to look at um, – uh, I'll pull it up actually right now. The minutes that um, – so I'll just – I'll read it. I'll give, give everybody a free free preview of the uh, stuff that you can get. You too can get with the Knicks Film School newsletter. Um, so Alfred Payton um, with – when R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle are on the court with Alfred Payton coming into tonight, the team in 1,685 uh, non-garbage time possessions had a minus 2.4 net rating. They had a 108.5 offensive rating, which is bad, and a 110.8 defensive rating, rating, which is mediocre. In 967 non-garbage time possessions with Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett on the court and Alfred Payton off the court, the Knicks had a plus 10 net rating, which means – they're outscoring teams by 10 points per 100 possessions, which is better than I think any team in the league this year. Um, they have a 114 offensive rating and a 104 defensive rating. So in essence, um, when R.J. Barrett and, and Julius Randle are on the floor without Alfred Payton, the Knicks turn into the best team in the league. Obviously, is that a way to say that like there is a path for them to be that good all the time? No, of course not. These are small sample size, grand scheme of things. But it is worth pointing out, and it's hard to watch them and not see very obviously why that is. There is a certain – I'll go back to my, my favorite word. There is a certain verve when Peyton's not in the game because when Peyton's not in the game, usually Emmanuel Quickly's in there. And if Emmanuel Quickly's not in there, then Derek Rose is in there. And both of those guys – just lift up the Knicks offense in a way that Peyton doesn't. Um, and it's like, I don't even, it's not even about the spacing at this point, because I've noticed um, when I went back and watched specifically the other night, when Peyton's on the floor and he's in a position when the offense first gets set to where his defender could really fuck up the spacing. A lot of times his guy. And um, if it's, it's usually Bullock, but whoever the other shooter is out there, they'll trade places. So Elford will go, will go over to the far corner um, or the, excuse me, the weak side corner. And then the, the shooter will come over. So like Tibbs is smart enough to figure out, like, listen, if I had this fucking guy on the court, I'm going to figure out a way to make him not screw everything up um, with his lack of shooting. But he's still Alfred Payton and he still goes about playing the game in this way. And yeah, he does the things that he does, which is he puts pressure on the rim. I don't need to say all like it's the same shit we talk about all the time, but it's just it's just not what you want. Um, they're more boring when Alfred Payton's out there. Um, I'm not saying Frank's the answer. I'm not saying they should start quickly. I I've been very consistent. I think they should start Rose and then have a backup unit where it's Burks and quickly. And uh, you want to get. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Be Frank, I'd love to see Frank there. Um, whatever. That's what I like. You want to tell me that that you know Peyton should should come off the bench with Quickly and Burks? I don't love that, but like, what else are you going to do? You can cut Peyton. I just don't see them doing that when I hear about. And again, <laughs> tournament. Great comment by JG. Uh, oh, keep Taj turn him into our Udonis Haslam. I thought you were talking about uh, turn uh, Peyton into our Udonis Haslam, meaning a guy who doesn't uh, play. Which sell Metellus? Uh, sorry, I just missed this until now. Any predictions on how the trades that happened in the East might impact our playoff chances? Yeah, I'll go through that in a second. Um, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, I just – oh, yeah, the chemistry. Um, a team a team does not do what the Knicks did tonight and come back and win this game if the chemistry isn't good. And it, and the, the, the whatever they got going on behind the scenes isn't very real. Um, you know, and Peyton's a part of that. So I'm not going to pretend to have an answer. I don't have an answer. I just think that um, I don't know. It's it's I don't know. I don't have an answer. I'm not. I'm that's that's what else do you want me to say? I, I really don't have anything to say. We know what Peyton is. We know he's he's not the answer. Okay. Um, let's. Anybody else I want to talk about tonight? Before uh, I sung Taj praises already. Taj, Taj is fucking amazing. He had uh, eight rebounds and ten big points. He was a pl- best plus minus of the night, plus eighteen in twenty six minutes. That wasn't an accident. Uh, oh, we had a Kevin Knox sighting. Can we talk about Kevin Knox? Kevin Knox had a nice, nice little moment at the rim where he put the ball on the floor and he actually had a little scoop shot, whatever that was. That was fun. Uh, James, what's going on, my man? Um, left one earlier. We're looking ahead. Knox over Ferguson. I don't, I don't think you're going to get uh, – and sorry if I missed uh, one from earlier, James. I apologize for that. These Again, they come fast and furious. Um, by the way, if anybody send, puts a comment in the Super Chat and I miss it, just, just message me on Twitter and I'll, um, I'll figure out a way to, to, to answer your question. Um, what was I going to say? I don't expect Terrence Ferguson to play. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know about the trade today, uh, Poirier, Poirier, they already waived. Um, so he's not going to be here. Ferguson, once upon a time, was an interesting player. I cannot, for the life of me, fathom he's going to get a chance in this rotation. Do I think? Do I think Kevin Knox should get a chance in this rotation? Um, I mean, he's playing better than Obi Toppin. It's, it's hard not to play worse than Obi Toppin. I just, again, that's one of those organizational things. Um, let me take a look at the East, Eastern Conference standings real quick and talk about how the trades that went down today might affect the Knicks playoff positioning. Um, so hold on. What do we got here? Nope. Um, Philly, Milwaukee, and Brooklyn are in a class of their own. Um, Charlotte didn't do anything. Charlotte did not upgrade their center position, which I thought they might try to do. 
Charlotte's net rating on the year or their point differential, excuse me, on the year is minus uh, 0.7. They're 22 and 21, but they profile as a team that should be under 500. Um, I bet you the Knicks could catch up to Charlotte and pass Charlotte. Miami got Oladipo. I, I don't. I think Miami's going to finish with a better record against the Knicks, regardless of if they got Oladipo or not, because I just think Miami's a good team, and I have a lot of faith in Jimmy Butler and um, Bam Adebayo and Heat culture. I think that that's real. Um, so let's let's plug Miami in as the four seed. Boston got four, Fournier. I, I mean, is Fournier a difference maker for them? I think Harrison, Harrison Barnes would have been better. I think Aaron Gordon would have been better. I think there's a reason why they got Evan Fournier for two second round picks. Oh yeah, the Hawks got Lou Williams. How could I? How could I forget the Hawks got Lou Williams? Magic City forever. Um, I said the other night I thought the Hawks were probably a better team than the Knicks. All things considered, I don't know. I thought about that some more. I'm not so sure about it. But let's let's put Miami at four. Pacers are on the come up, but they're far behind. Oh, Chicago. Okay, let's talk about Chicago. So Chicago got, um, yes, yeah, uh, thank you. Who pointed that out? Patrick Ciazon. Fournier hits, hurts them on D. I just, I, I, if I'm, if I'm uh, fucking, by the way, Boston had to give away Daniel Tice to accommodate this Fournier trade. I think I think that's a big loss for them. I think Tice is good. And now they, they're going to replace him with Mo Wagner. Are they going to trust Mo Wagner in big moments of big games? I don't think so. I mean, I guess they're going to put a lot of faith in uh, in Time Lord, Robert Williams. But, you know, I don't think the Celtics got appreciably better today. I think they're still a good team that's underperforming. But uh, we'll talk about Chicago real quick. So um, Chicago made a lot of changes, um, obviously. So they, they sent out Wendell Carter. Um, they sent out Otto Porter. Um, they made another trade. Uh, Chandler Hutchinson and uh, to, to do the backup center, who I really like, Daniel Gafford. Um, they sent them out for, uh, uh, I think, Wagner, but then now Wagner's gone, and Troy Brown Jr., who I like Troy Brown Jr. Anyway, a lot of changes. Thank you to whoever said um, it's going to take them time to, to gel. I just um, – Anthony Vasquez is saying uh, – Stefan Bondi just tweeted that the Knicks still want to give Drummond a long-term deal. I'm going to talk about Drummond. And uh, Greg Film stuff. Uh, well, let me read it right now, actually. What is the Knicks' infatuation with Drummond? Uh, he has a, He's a productive center, but Miles Turner would be a better fit. If you were trying to upgrade from Mitch, you lose nothing defensively, and he hits threes. I'm gonna. I, I don't. I think the market for Miles Turner's. I don't. I don't think my. I think Miles Turner would have cost you something real. So I don't think they were ever really in on Miles Turner. Um, I'm gonna let me talk about um, the Bulls and then I'll hit the Drummond stuff. So the Bulls got Vooch. Vooch is an incredible offensive player. Incredible offensive player. But that team is just like. You watch them, I've watched them sometimes, and it's like Thad Young and Zach Levine make sense together. And uh kind of um what's the what's the tall guard's name? Um Sadaransky. Like those three guys have honestly probably maybe been their three best players. Like Patrick Williams is a rookie, he's doing rookie shit. And so they're gonna plug Vucevic in. I I just I don't know. I'm sorry, I still don't fear that team. Um, I've never been a Vooch guy. And I think the fact that they got Vooch for a top, the fact that they got a top four protection on one of the, on both of those picks, you know, and it's like, 
This is a guy who was competing for an All-NBA team, and the Bulls are going to get him for what is essentially going to probably be the 13th or 14th pick in this draft, and then, you know, probably something around the same thing two years from now. And Wendell Carter Jr., who's like, you got to pay if he's good, you got to pay the guy in a year and a half. I, I just, I don't know. I, I'm skeptical about how big of a difference that's going to make. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, again, I'm not a huge Vooch guy in terms of his his team impact. Okay, Drummond. Let's talk about about Drummond. Um, first of all, I want to plug um, Chris Herring, um, formerly of Five Thirty Eight. Now he's with Sports Illustrated. Wrote a really good article on on specifically on Andre Drummond, but the larger idea of rebounding in the NBA today and how much it does or does not matter. Um, since Drummond came into the league, he has more rebounds than any player in the NBA. Um, up until this year, he was devastating from from three feet in. Um, he can give you a little playmaking at the center position. He could he could make some plays on the short roll. Um, I think there is a version of Andre Drummond that is better than anything the Knicks have right now at center. That said, Andre Drummond is a guy who has played like an absolute ass clown for two years now and maybe maybe longer than two years and it's interesting to me that he's played like an ass clown for two years now and when i say he played like an ass clown like doing stupid shit like bringing up the ball and demanding post-ups and try and taking like silly shots and taking threes and like you you can't physically be that big and be that skilled, and he is skilled, and shoot 50% around the rim. He should be shooting 75% around the rim, 70% around the rim. You can't be that big and that skilled and shoot 50% around the rim without doing tons of silly shit. He does a lot of silly shit. On defense, he's not as good as Mitchell Robinson. He's not as good as Nerlens Noel, honestly, because Nerlens Noel at least gets his hands in passing lanes and gets steals and all that shit. Um, you know, he's he's not as good as Taj Gibson. We have three centers on defense that I think are better than Andre Drummond right now. But he he is capable of, of being a gifted offensive player, and he can dominate the glass. He can get 20 rebounds any night. So the question becomes, what is it worth to find out if Andre Drummond wants to not be a fucking ass clown on your team for the, however the length of the contract is that you have to sign them for. And I, I, you know, they could sign them to like three years and $39 million. Um, like, is that really an investment that you want to make to find out if like maybe possibly Andre Drummond is going to take shit seriously now? I mean, boy, um, what Intel do they have that Andre Drummond is like going to be, the version of him that you need him to be. If you were telling me, if you were guaranteeing me that you were getting the absolute best version of Andre Drummond that exists. And then, and the other part of this is this, which I haven't brought up yet, but, and you were going to tell me that there was a deal on the table somewhere where you could flip Mitch into something real. And when I say something real, I mean like Mitch is the main part going over in the Lonzo ball signing trade that you're going to do this summer, which again, I'm not saying that that's a possibility, although Mitch is from new Orleans and um, you know, 
I, I, they do have Steven Adams. They, they have Jackson Hayes. But, like, whatever. If you're telling me that you could flip Mitch for something really good, and you knew that you were going to get the best version of Andre Drummond, and you were going to get Andre Drummond to sign for something like $12, $13 million a year, you know, I, I would at least get it. I would understand that. But that's a lot of ifs and buts and maybes and fuck. I just – who wants to go down that road? I don't want to go down that road. And somebody mentioned it. I apologize. I, I saw it there. Um, you know, who in the front office wants Andre Drummond? I, I got a few guesses. I'm not going to say him here, but I got a few guesses. I'll tell you who doesn't want him. Brock Aller doesn't want him. And based on – and here's why I think there's still a good chance – that Andre Drummond's not a Nick, and he's going to go to the Lakers or the fucking Nets or wherever. I, let him go wherever. Is because today's moves, today's trades, and I'm going to get to both of these comments in the Super Chat in a second. Today's trades, to me, reeked of a team and a front office that was letting Brock Aller do its guiding um, and, and, and calling the shots. Because you want to tell me – if Scott, I mean, Scott Perry, I mean, Mark Berman came in on, on the, our pot, the Knicks Film School podcast two weeks ago. He said it. He was, it was the first time he had said it. He's reported it since. Scott Perry is no longer a prominent voice with the Knicks front office. So we know it's not him. Um, we know Tibbs likes Mitch. So I don't think it's Tibbs either. Um, and Leon Rose ultimately calls the shots and, you know, we'll see what he decides. But like, I don't know. I don't know. I just uh, – I don't think he's going to be here. I think they're smarter than that. And I think today's moves and moves that were not made evince a front office that is that is smarter than than your average bear. Um, let's get to the Super Chat. Mickey Salsa. Hey, man, just want to let you know that as a teen who's interested in sports, uh, writing, sports writing, you're a huge inspiration and role model. Oh my God, what is this? Stop it now. Keep uh, doing what you're doing. Also, stay away, Drummond. Um, thank you. I um, what's the quote? Oh, I'm not a role model. As I sip my beer, don't drink, kids. Don't drink. Don't smoke. Don't have un unprotected sex. Don't go on OnlyFans. I learned that lesson. I think that's it. You can do anything else you want. Um, okay, another comment in the Super Chat. Uh, where is it? Dom Cappuccini. This dub makes you feel better about the quiet trade deadline. Would have liked Fournier for the cheap. It's fine. Uh, I don't begrudge anybody who wanted Fournier. He's not, he's not my cup of tea. Keep this core intact in July. Come back soon, Rose. Yes, come back soon, Derek Rose, please. Um, and we had one more. Michael Aaron. Michael Aaron, you're too much, man. Um, What's weird is that they preach that this they don't want to disrupt team chemistry, yet we're exploring Drummond. Randall and RJ rebound good enough with Mitch. Listen, this team um, – let me pull up real quick right here. Um, I, I want to say they've been the best rebounding team in the league now for the last – let's look for all, all season. So for the season as a whole, rebounding-wise – the Knicks are the eighth best team in the league. Defensive rebounding wise, they're also the eighth best team in the league. Um, and offensive rebounding wise, they're ninth. And in the last 15 games, um, they're up to fourth in defensive rebounding percentage and in overall rebounding percentage, ninth, which made sense because Mitch hasn't been there for most of the last 15 games and offensive rebounding is his specialty. But defensive glass is where you really want to be. 
And again, last 15 games, they're fourth in the league. They do not need Drummond's rebound. Um, no way, shape, or form do they need it. Completely agree with that. Um, I, I just – I just, gosh. Ian Bagley is the man when it comes to reporting. And Ian Bagley has been very clear. He is not – I he has reported that the Drummond stuff may be a little – overblown so i'm gonna trust ian on that one and uh you know we'll see what happens um wixo metellus resign and max everyone i love it um jason m if not drummond who do we sign with the roster spot so again to update everybody they wave portier they have an extra roster spot um again i'm gonna just throw it back to ian bagley the goat hey what's going on kiddo hi so I was just about to talk about how um, Ian Bagley reported last week that the Knicks are looking at John Henson with one of their roster spots, or I think Norvell Pell was the other big, big man they were looking at. Do you have a preference of John Henson or Norvell Pell? No. You don't care? Do you think that they should sign a big man, or do you think that they should maybe um, look for a wing or a point guard? You think they should look for a point guard? Smart kid. Do you think they should look for a shoot first point guard or more of a distributor? <laughs> distributor? Yeah, I think so too. Okay. Um, I missed uh, CT Pittman in the chat. Ha ha ha. Don't drink as you s sip your beer, line of the night. Um, bye. Love that kid. Um, all right. Uh, what else? What else do I have to say? I'm going to get out of here um, and spend a little Yogi G. Thank you for the contribution. Um, trust the kid. I trust the kid. She's smarter than me already. So how could you not trust her? Just notice she left the left the headband here. Um, do you want to say anything else? I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to come in and hang out for a minute. You could say something else if you want. Everybody's watching. You got 799 people watching. What do you want to say? You don't, this kid. She's not her dad. What can I say? Uh, Bronx Boy 71. What do you, oh, uh, let's close out on this. What do you think of Otto Porter Jr.? Might be bought out by Orlando. Um, I like Otto Porter Jr. generally. Uh, Mini Macri College Front. Thank you, JM Prego. You guys are, you guys are really too much. Um, I don't think they need Otto Porter Jr. Like, I would rather sign a, a backup big, a breaking case of emergency big man. Um, I would honestly, you know, are there any stretch fours out there? Maybe from the G league, that could be fun. I mean, like my daughter said, a point guard. Um, I just, I don't know. Like Otto Porter's kind of, I've watched again, not a ton of bulls games, but every time I watch Otto Porter seems like a guy who's running in, in, in concrete. He seems like his best days are behind him. Um, and here's the other thing. Let, let me just end on, uh, who's the John Shanley, man. Here's to the college fund. You guys are. Incredible style. Okay. I'm getting out of here because I am not crying tonight. Um, last thing I will say, uh, what, what is the last thing I'm going to say? I was going to say one more thing. Oh, that's right. Um, I have made it a point to say for a while now that I thought it was important that they use this cap space um, by this trade deadline because it, it decreases in value immensely once you get to the draft. I still believe that. And I still believe the cap space decreased immensely in value. Um, but the cap space has not gone bad yet. And is there a possibility that they could still find a way to use this cap space creatively on draft night? 
Absolutely, there is a way. Um, so don't just sign someone to sign someone. Sign someone if you think they're going to materially help you for the foreseeable future, which is yet another fucking reason not to sign Andre Drummond. Um, okay, I'm going to get out of here. You guys are too kind. Seriously, somebody mentioned Jabari. Dude, if they sign Jabari Parker, I'm done. I'm quitting. I'm retiring early. Um, thank you. This was a great win. Necessary. I mean, not necessary win, but it was a big win. It was a big fucking win. And moving forward, it excites me. I'm excited. I think, you know, my, my kid's excited. So what's better than that? I didn't get updated uh, standings here. Where are we right now in the standings? Let's see. We are 23 and, and 22, obviously. We are we are fifth uh, right behind Charlotte. Okay. I'll take it. And we're tied technically with games behind with Charlotte. I like it. I like those odds. Um, all right. Everybody, uh, thanks to anybody who watched earlier today. Thanks for everybody who watched here. Thanks especially everybody in the Super Chat uh, you guys are awesome. Seriously, I, I literally could not do this without you. Um, one more, Jessica. Hey, Jessica, I noticed you from Twitter. What's going on? Uh, Mini Macri College Fund. Stop it. Stop it. I'm getting out of here because uh, I want to go spend time with my Mini Macri. I love you all, and uh, I will see you on uh, Saturday night for a crazy Saturday night, hopefully. We'll see. And uh, I'll talk to you later. Adios. Mother's Day is almost here. And you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.